The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and all of our free podcasts. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can also follow the Twitter account for BetMUFC. That's at BetMUFC. At BetMUFC. And finally, you can also follow the Twitter account for LockBetting.com. It's at LockBetting.com. At lockbetting.com, so lockbetting.com without the dot at lockbetting.com. That is my premium pay service that has delivered clients 107 months in a row of transparent track profit, and we are well on our way to month number 108. If we do see month number 108 through, then we will be able to say that we are unbeaten in sports betting every single month for the last nine years. Nine years without a single losing month. This is all a transparent tracked fact. You can do your own research before you sign up for the service. Go and have a look at the spreadsheets. Go to the Twitter account I just mentioned, at LockBetting.com. Look at the pinned tweet and you'll see the P&L for the previous month. Go down to the bottom of that PL and you'll see little tags. They'll say things like tennis, soccer, NBA, and one of the tags say PL. Clicking that will give you access to all of the other previous PLs, and you'll see all of those spreadsheets will tell you that every single month we are making this profit. As will the members' comments underneath all of the PLs, because I use a Patreon account for my website as Patreon makes everything really simple to use and navigate. It also allows, as I said, transparency as members can make the comments underneath every single post, particularly the PL, which is important as it verifies the fact we really have delivered this profit. The only drawback of Patreon is that it has a weird billing cycle. So if you sign up now in the month of May, you'll be billed for the full month of May and you'll be billed again on June the 1st. So usually I would say wait until June the 1st. Always try and get an entire month. Don't pay a full month's fee for just two weeks. But 
it's like getting an entire month this time. Because if you sign up halfway through this month and you only get two weeks, you're still going to get a ton of action every single day. We have the end of the domestic soccer season. We have the European finals with the conference, the Europa League and the Champions League final. We have loads of tennis action here in the clay court season with the grass court season starting next month. And we have the NBA playoffs as well, along with so much more. So it is like getting an entire month as we have so much going on. So I would still advocate signing up in the next few days over at LockBetting.com, the service that has delivered or is en route to delivering 108 months in a row of transparent profit, being meaning that we can claim nine years without a single losing month in sports betting. Moving on with this edition of the EPL show, I said there would be two EPL shows this weekend. The first one covered the FA Cup final exclusively, and that was a successful show for you guys. The lock came through with Chelsea holding Liverpool to yet another draw and another nil-nil, much like the League Cup final. And once again, there were controversial decisions during the game. The referee had a tendency to not give Chelsea anything, didn't even go and and look at VAR for for anything. Uh, Not as blatant as the League Cup final where Romelu Lukaku scored a clear goal, but still the, the, the bias was there for Liverpool who have won their second trophy of the season and are still being spoken about in the media as one of the best teams ever. And all they've done is won a Carabao Cup and an FA Cup. Plus, they have obviously cheated this season, which has been widely covered. They have been using illegal asthmatic medication, deliberately declaring the fact that 67% of their players have asthma when the national average is 12%. And that's through everybody. That's normal people. Athletes would not have a 67% rate of asthma. This is the difference between this year and last season. They won the title the year before that. Last year, they completely ran out of gas. People were saying it was about Van Dyke, but I don't think Van Dyke alone means that you lose the number of home games in a row. Liverpool lost last season. They were just gassed playing um, Klopp's running tactics, pressing tactics for, for two seasons in a row. And um, eventually the heavy metal football caught up with them. But this season, they seemingly have found a solution, an illegal one. And um, it's not in the media, but it's widespread over social media. It's it's known that they do have this percentage of asthmatic players, apparently. um, But obviously, it's not been speculated on the fact that this is illegal and that they are cheating. I think it's just common sense to know that this club would not actively sign 67% asthmatic players um, and it's not really a, a realistic possibility in football but obviously the media aren't going to speculate on this and um, they're especially not going to speculate on this when this is the media's team who seem to get everything from the official who seem to have every single one of their ex-players working in the media from uh, Carragher to Redknapp to Robbie Fowler. We are flooded with ex-Liverpool players across the media supporting Liverpool, wanting them to do well. And um, yeah, I mean, this is just what we have to deal with. On top of that, obviously, we have the the worst fan base in, in the history of sports, um, hooliganism, murders, um, pickpocketing, 
um, the pockets of their own supporters who are lying dead or injured on the floor. These are all the type of things that, that Liverpool have done. And this is why, while it's admirable for a team to be chasing a quadruple, and usually this may galvanise some neutral support, uh, that certainly isn't the case in the United Kingdom. That may be the case in the US. I have seen some people, some casual soccer fans, uh, clinging on to Liverpool, wanting them to complete this story. But over in England, I think everybody, bar Liverpool supporters, are rooting for them to lose. And um, even to the point where yesterday, it, it was typical of Liverpool to get a vast majority of the tickets in a neutral venue. Um, the allocation for the FA Cup is something that needs to be looked at. It's something that needed to be looked at for years and years and years. For some reason, each club only gets 25,000 tickets each and 40,000 tickets go to sponsors and dignitaries of the, of the, of the Football Association. And somehow, always, every single year, a lot of those tickets end up going out into the black market and being sold. And uh, particularly when Liverpool are in any final, this is to their credit, I suppose. Their supporters do back them up passionately and they do end up getting those tickets, albeit by illegal means. And also what it does is it throws up the, the black market prices. Anytime Liverpool are in any kind of final, um, you'll see this year the Champions League final um, fa face value and the black market price will be 10 to 15 times more based on the fact that Liverpool are there and their supporters are willing to part with the cash. How they get it, I don't know, given that Liverpool is a city famous for its rate of unemployment and crime. So I don't know how they support their team in such numbers, but that is a fact that any time Liverpool are in a final, it does hike up the black market price as Liverpool fans are desperate to get the tickets and willing to pay whatever it costs. So moving on from that, um, I think the most important thing that we should be taking away from that game was the fact that we landed a, another lock. So add that winner, the minus 110 winner on Chelsea on the double chance market. They comfortably um, ended up cashing that play. Liverpool really didn't create anything outside of the first 20 minutes where Liverpool started fast. After that, there really wasn't anything to sweat as uh, Chelsea saw the game out comfortably and even had chances to win the game themselves, much like the League Cup finals. So that was the fourth game in a row this season where Chelsea went through a 90-minute period without losing to Liverpool. Four draws in a row. And uh, we did call that here on the show. And you can add that to the Tottenham winner, the plus 125 winner on Thursday with Tottenham beating Arsenal. And that makes this a very, very good week. So our lot record goes from strength to strength this season. We do have three more EPL shows to go, including this one. So we have this one. We have a midweek show coming up as well. And then we have a show for the final day of the season. We have a guaranteed 
three locks coming across those three shows. But uh, there may be a double lock as well. That's not a guarantee. There's definitely going to be one lock per show. But I may be eyeing up a double lock on the final day of the season. I'm not eyeing one up here today on this show. I only have one lock here for the show but there may be three or four more as we look to complete a good season, which at the moment sees us at 52 and 14 for our locks. So with the regular EPL, we stand at 32 and 10. Yesterday's win made us 5-0 in the FA Cup. So that was our 100% record complete in this year's FA Cup with that winner on Chelsea. We were 14-4 and across the World Cup qualifiers and the African Nations, which was covered here on the EPL show. And we were 1-0 and with the Club World Cup once again, cashing with a Chelsea game. And that was the under in the World Club Cup finals. So 52-4 and so far with three, possibly four more locks to come. And look, If we lose every single one of those, it's still an absolutely phenomenal year here on the EPL show and a good advert for lockbetting.com where you can get all of my plays. We are on a red hot soccer run there at the moment, landing uh, 16 of our last 20 soccer plays that we've put out via the service, including a whole bunch of one unit winners. So let's move on with these um, with these matches taking place tomorrow. We begin with Tottenham versus Burnley, where Tottenham are the one to three favourites as they chase the Champions League position. A win here will put them ahead of Arsenal, who play on Monday. It's nine to two on the draw, and it's seventeen to two here on Burnley. I like Tottenham to win this game and under four and a half goals to be scored. You can get this selection at the price of 10 to 13 here. So 10 to 13 on this selection. That's the widespread price. I have seen a four to five knocking around in a couple of places um, because Burnley could score here, but I still don't think Tottenham are going to get up to four goals, even if Burnley do score. Tottenham have conceded in eight of the last 10 games and Burnley have scored in each of the last five games. Tottenham have won five of their last six at home, scoring 19 goals in the process. So when you look at that data, It is a little bit scary, as is the fact that 13 of Tottenham's league matches this season have produced over 3.5 goals. But I think this is going to be a different type of game. It's desperate times at the bottom and at the top. Burnley are locked in a battle with Leeds for survival. I won't really mention Everton anymore because... This is a week where I really expect Everton to pick up a home win in one of their games against either Palace or Leeds. So I don't think they're going to be in a conversation anymore. Come the final day, I think it's going to be down to Leeds and Burnley, with Burnley having the superior goal difference. And um, at the top, obviously, we know Tottenham wants to edge ahead of Arsenal here and put real pressure on Arsenal, who go to Newcastle with a plethora of injuries and coming off the back of an embarrassing North London defeat, North London derby defeat. So I feel this will be a game where Burnley sit in. They're looking to frustrate Tottenham. They won't want to have an end-to-end battle, knowing that the spaces 
that can be exploited by a Tottenham team that have the likes of Son and Kane. If you give them space, if you push forward and allow them to play in behind you, this team will absolutely tear you to pieces. Arsenal were ripped apart in a 20-30 minute period in midweek. We saw what Tottenham can do with any kind of lapse of concentration. So I think Burnley are going to be fully focused with a high defensive block and they'll be looking to nick the game via um, mistakes and set pieces here. They'll be biding their time. So Whereas some of the data is a little bit scary, I think this is going to be a particular type of game where Burnley will be happy with a point. They'll say to Tottenham, come and beat us. And this is because um, of Leeds' is running. Realistically, I think Burnley can take a gamble that a, a point would be enough. I think even just winning one more game could be enough for Burnley to survive because we know that Leeds had that horrible run and it was something we identified uh, a few weeks ago when we said the price on Everton to survive was too big because Everton had these very winnable games in their running, which included going away to Watford, a Leicester team that didn't care anymore, and these two home games that they have coming up over the next four or five days. So it was always, for me, going to be between Burnley and Leeds. And uh, I think a point would be a good result here for Burnley. And I think the uh, the manager would see it the same way. Unfortunately, you're coming up against the likes of uh, Kane and Son and, and a whole bunch of more talented players. And ultimately, I think Tottenham will break through. But I don't think it will get near the five-goal mark here in this one. Up next, we look at Crystal Palace travelling to Aston Villa where Aston Villa are the 11-10 to 10 favourites. It's 5-2 to two on the draw, and it's also 5-2 to two here on Crystal Palace. Nothing game here other than the fact Villa are signing off. Some teams are signing off here at home. Their supporters won't get to see them play again because they're away next week for the final day of the season. Aston Villa aren't one of those teams because they have uh, two games this week. They're also playing in midweek, a catch-up game against Burnley. But still, I think they have an opportunity to finish strong. They've already won away to Burnley recently. I mean, they're playing Burnley weirdly in this in this period twice this this running this relegation running the last few games they're playing Burnley twice because of the um, because of the covid situation and this is a catch up game in midweek but they have an opportunity to finish the season really strong yes they finish away at Manchester City so they're not expecting anything there but they will be expecting six points here from these home games i think this will be a game they can win and uh, i think this will be a game with goals i'm going to lean more towards the over two and a half goals than a Villa win because we are getting plus money here on the selection at even money plus 100. And I don't understand why. Crystal Palace's away games are averaging 2.6 goals per game. That's obviously a narrow margin, but still, um, it's, it's good data along with the fact the last three meetings between Villa and Palace have featured over two and a half goals. And over two and a half goals has also been a winning bet in Villa's last two games. So, I like that selection here. I think we'll see a wide open game. Two teams whose season is essentially over. So why don't you just have a a friendly type game with lots of goals? I think if there's any extra edge, it will be with Villa in front of their home fans. Just a couple of home games to go. And I think they'll edge out the win. But I certainly think we'll see three goals in this game. Up next, we look at Leeds versus Brighton. Probably the most important game tomorrow, unless, of course, West Ham beat Manchester City and completely throw a spanner in the works of the title race. But to see Leeds go down this season, that would be really shocking. They started the season, obviously, with Marco Bielsa. They're very much lauded as an entertaining team. Their supporters were in love with the manager. They were in love with the way that the team played football. Now it's very different. They have Jesse Martian. It's still an attacking manager, but he's implemented a more defensive and organised strategy. And he was semi-successful when he 
he came in. But obviously now he's running to the hardest part of the running. And this is almost a must-win game. Given the games that Leeds have, this is a must-win here against Brighton. They had a slight underdogs, though, to get that win at 13-8 to on the money line. It's 5-2 to on the draw and it's 6-4 to on Brighton. Brighton aren't one of these teams that are finishing with a whimper. They smashed Manchester United last weekend. Um, I heard an interview on the radio where Graham Potter said he was targeting 12 points from the last four games. He said he wanted to go for maximum points. He told the players that. Now, you're probably hearing that and going, well, of course he's going to say that. He's not going to tell his players, oh, fuck the last four games. Let's all go on holiday. But I really do believe Brighton are playing. And that's unfortunate here for Leeds, who have won just one of the last 10 meetings of Brighton, losing eight of those games. Brighton also like travelling. They have the fifth best away record in the Premier League this season. And three of the last five meetings between these two sides have ended in a 2-0 scoreline with Brighton available at a huge 18-1 to for some reason to win by two goals to nil tomorrow. So I think Brighton will win this game. I'm going to take Brighton here as a pick. It's the slight favourite price here at 5-6 to six minus 120. It's Brighton are the slight favourites to win the game. And uh, I think this is going to make things even worse here for Leeds as they try to survive this season. But take this as a pick, not as a money line play, because Leeds, obviously, every point counts. They'll be hoping from a favour from Tottenham and they'll be hoping to get at least something from this game to edge ahead in the relegation rat race. Up next, we look at the already relegated Watford against the nothing to play for Leicester. Leicester are the slight favourites here. Even 11-4 on the draw, 11-4 on Watford to win. Another nothing game here on the slate. Watford obviously um, have had a very, very poor home record this season. So I don't think it's any kind of home advantage for them here. I don't think that they really respond to the motivation of the crowd. I do think they'll be able to score a goal in this game and get a lean both teams to score as a selection, which is available at 4-6 to six minus 150. This is based on the fact Leicester have conceded in eight of the last 10 away games. Uh, two of Watford's last three home games have ended in 2-1 losses. And uh, this Watford side have scored in four of the last six home games, but they've only kept one clean sheet at Vicarage Road all season. So it's almost a guarantee for me that Jamie Vardy and Leicester will score. And they probably will win this game, despite the fact they just want to see the back of this season. Um, Watford have lost 11 of their last 12 Premier League home games, which is why they're going down. And uh, to add more weight to the fact that I see goals in this game, five of Leicester's Premier League games have produced three or more goals. So... I think over two and a half goals here, I think both teams to score and I think Leicester will edge out a victory here in this one. Up next, we move on to that game between West Ham and Man City, where West Ham are the 7-1 underdogs, 17-4 on the draw. And City are the 1-3 favourites to win this game here tomorrow. I can't really make a case for West Ham other than the fact that they have had some good results at the London Stadium this season and... Chelsea, uh, sorry, Man City are a little bit decimated at the back. They're, John Stones is out for the season. Ruben Diaz is out for the season. They should have good enough cover in Laporte and Ake. But now we're hearing reports that Laporte has picked up a minor injury and might not make this game as well. So you're going into this game with one centre-back. That's Nathan Ake. You may need to put Fernandinho back in your back four, back in your back line. Now, we know he's capable of doing that. And we know that Manchester City just need four points from the last two games to, to win the title. They may only, only need they may only need three points because they've really turned that goal 
goal difference round with some huge wins in their last couple of games. But um, they won't want to lose this game against West Ham and put themselves under huge pressure going into the final day of the season. However, given their problems with the back line, I do think that West Ham are going to find a way to score a goal tomorrow. I do think West Ham will find a way to score tomorrow. So I think both teams to score does stick out as a decent play here. In fact, if you want to be real brave, you could take Manchester City to win and both teams to score here. City are unbeaten in their last five Premier League trips to the London Stadium where they love playing. They love playing in nice big pitches like this. Uh, And they have scored three or more goals in their last five top flight games while West Ham have failed to win their last four at home in all competitions. So despite the fact they probably will concede tomorrow with this patched up backline, it's not going to affect their attack who are just killing people at the moment, continuously scoring three goals. So you may want to look at the team total of, uh, of and the over two and a half section of that. West Ham have scored in each of their last 14 competitive home games. And uh, Manchester City have seen both teams score in four of their last six in all competitions. So strong supporting data for that play. Strong supporting data for both plays here. And if you put them together, you end up with the price of two to one plus 200. Up next, we look at Wolves versus Norwich. Nothing really to play for here. Wolves have had a pretty good season overall. I know that they have faltered as of late. They should have got themselves into the European place with Man United being so poor and West Ham being fully distracted by the Europa League. But that isn't the case. They should sign off with a win against Norwich. On the money line, they're unbackable here at 4-9 with the 18-5 on the draw and 7-1 on Norwich. But uh, I think they can win it this game without conceding a goal. I don't see Norwich coming away here and scoring a goal. Scoring a goal has been their problem so far this season. Nice plus money selection here at 13-10 plus 130. Norwich have lost their last five games failing to score in four of them and they've lost to nil in over half their games away from home this season 56% to be exact and uh, Wolves have the fourth best defensive record in the Premier League this season scoring goals has been their issue really but defending they've been solid throughout the season and they're coming up against the Norwich team here who are on a run of four defeats without scoring a goal And uh, nine of Norwich's last 11 away games in the Premier League have also seen them suffer a loss. So easy selection here for me. Nice price as well at 13 to 10 on the uh, Wolves team here to win to nil. Final game we're going to look at here is Everton versus Brentford. So I'm keeping this to a Sunday slate and I'm going to talk about the Arsenal game on the midweek show to give it a little bit more time. We only have five games games to cover on the midweek slate. So we're going to get this show out as early as possible. We're going to get this show out tomorrow as soon as the EPL games have concluded. And that show will begin with coverage of Newcastle versus Arsenal. The other games in midweek are Southampton versus Liverpool, which is important, obviously, at the top. Everton versus Crystal Palace, which is obviously important at the bottom. Aston Villa versus Burnley, which is obviously important at the bottom as well. The only dead game we have is Chelsea versus Leicester, with Chelsea safe in third place in the EPL table. So... Everton versus Brentford here. Everton are the 6-5 favourites to win this game. It's 12-5 on a draw and it's 13-5 on Brentford. Everton already won this game in the FA Cup. We have a Brentford team here who aren't playing for anything. And we have an Everton team who are desperate to stay in the Premier League. Brentford are finishing the season strong. They've lost just two of the last 10 Premier League games 
whereas Everton have only won four of their last 10 Premier League games and Brentford are unbeaten in four meetings with bottom half opposition. Brentford have also found the net in 11 of their 18 away games this season. And um, what's more worrying, I guess, is five of Everton's last six Premier League games have stayed under two and a half goals. So if Brentford score and it stays under two and a half goals, Everton won't win. So they may need to find a couple of goals here to get over the line against a Brentford team who are playing all the way to the end of the season. I just think Everton's extra motivation will see them over the line here. We've seen them beat Manchester United and Chelsea at home as of late. The crowd have got behind them. This team are playing for the manager, which is why they are in a position to survive. And I do think this will be the home win that sees Everton survive in the EPL this season, taking them out of the conversation, leaving it down to Burnley and Leeds in the league table. In fact, you can make a case for Everton finishing higher than that 17th position. They need to finish 17th to survive. I think Southampton are in pretty poor form and they have some difficult games coming up as well. I mean, they have Liverpool next. So um, I think that Everton could find their way well out of this situation and comfortably by winning this game and probably by beating Crystal Palace on Thursday as well. So I'm going to take Everton to win this here. If you want to be a little bit more safe and um, and feel like there's a possibility that this one could be a draw, I understand that you can look at the double chance market and take Everton here as a pick, but you will be laying a lot of juice because that is priced up at one to two minus 200. Closing out with your lock on the show, Lots of plays I like here. We could potentially end up with two, maybe even three one-unit plays from this EPL slate on tomorrow's card. These plays are going to come in high-stakes games where stuff is actually on the line because I don't like to gamble on things where the match is essentially irrelevant and you don't know what kind of effort you're going to get from um, from your teams. Obviously, that can sometimes be a factor where effort on one side is lower than the other and I think that factors in to the selection here somewhat we're going to take Everton on the money line here at the price of six to five plus 120 so another plus money lock Brentford have finished the season strong but I just think the effort levels of Everton will be higher as they look to secure safety they're on 36 points at the moment this win will take them on 39 and if Burnley and Leeds do lose tomorrow there'll be five points clear and I do not see Everton going down I think this is a stronger lock than taking Everton versus Palace because their motivation to get out of it will be higher here and I'm going to take them at the price of six to five plus 120 to beat Brentford that's it for me good luck with all of your bets as always and thanks for listening